Let's give Mo a welcome this morning. Mo's gonna, yeah, come on, you can do better than that. Come on. Woo. Mo is gonna bring the word to us this morning, so encourage her. We're so excited to hear what God's got to say. So get your notebooks ready and your mobile phones ready to jot down some stuff. And Mo, over to you. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's it. Good. Right, good morning, church. It's so good to be back in the house of the Lord again after a busy week for some of us, maybe not some of us. But I did have a busy week, so I'm I'm just glad to be here again. Um, You know, I'm so humble and I'm so privileged to be bringing you this message you know, or this statement that the Lord has given me. And I just pray that it would be a blessing to you all. I remember when Dan texted me, I think it was mid-August, and he's like, would you like bringing a message? And you know what? I was like thankful and nervous at the same time because I was like, hmm, what am I going to bring? But God, he works in mysterious ways. About two weeks later... A word dropped in my heart. Obviously, that's what I'm going to bring to you. And you know what? I believe God did that for a specific reason. The thing is, I was going into a busy and high-tempo environment, and he like left me to see how I'm going to react to his word. So um, it took me until maybe early October to start putting pen to paper, and then the apprehension sat in. And I remember Lee was preaching a couple weeks back and he said he was so busy at work and so burnt out that he had to defer his message and let um, Dan fill in for him. And you know what? I said, guess what? I'll do that. I'll I'll just take the easy way out. I'll take the easy way out as well. So (laughs) after church, I went and seen Dan and expressed my feelings to him. I'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, like a kid. Um, Mom and dad, oh, mom, can I have this? No, go to your dad. That's how I felt. Because do you remember what you said to me? Uh, No, you can't, but I. So this is what you said. You've still got time. That's what you told me. And you know what? I believe God spoke through you to me because I was being disobedient he's given me a word and I said no I'm not going to do it I'm just going to take the easy road so I believe God spoke through Dan to me to do what I was told to do yeah and I remember (laughs) yes Terry I remember driving home and strangely a song from my childhood I haven't heard that song maybe in like 30 years came to me And that's when the inspiration came to start writing that sermon. So I'm saying this to say, God's word doesn't return void. You might come up against opposition, but I have been brought to this position for such a time as this, standing in obedience to God's word. 
So, as most of you know, or might not know, I'm in the military, specifically the Royal Navy, and I've been there for the last 16 years. Um, you know, as with most jobs, it's got its challenges, but you know what? As we say in the Navy, the good always outweigh the bad. And one thing the Navy has taught me is how to manage my time. And it's in order to meet tight deadlines, because you know, everything is time bound with the military. So that is one thing I can put on my resume, time management. So I currently work um, at Initial Naval Training, that's in HMS Raleigh. And I help turn civilians into sailors. And guess what? One of my responsibility is to make sure that the recruits manage their time wisely in order to get the best out of their 10 weeks basic training. And that's when the word dropped in my heart. Make time for God. Make time for God. At first, I said, God, where are you going with this statement? But it actually caused me to take a step back and ask myself, do I use my time wisely? Do you use your time wisely? So... You see, we all have 24 hours in a day, but how well do we spend it? Do we spend it doing what we want, or do we spend it doing what God wants us to do? Yeah, just think about that. Yes, I get that we're busy. And yes, I get that our days are filled up with so many things to do. But before you know it, the day is done and a missed opportunity to spend with God. And you know, that's what the devil wants. Yeah, he wants to keep us so busy, so distracted that we forget to spend time with God. He takes away, well, he wants to take away our victory and make us feel defeated. But that is where we as Christians, this is where we need to put on the sword of the spirit and feed on God's word in order for him to fight our daily battles. As Christians, we need to manage our time in a different way than that of the world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I've like seen that, as I said in my intro, why God... Um, give me that word, because he's putting me, well, he put me in a busy and high-tempo environment. And to be honest, I'm guilty of it. It was hard sometimes to make time for God, and that's why I think he put that word in my heart. So I had to use the time I've got on the ferry, because obviously I get the ferry to go to work, and that's a 10-minute journey. So I do my devotions on the ferry. Go in on the ferry, coming back on the ferry, I'll do my devotion. So I still, still make time, but it can be like we just forget. Like, because busyness, it's crazy, and it does take our life away. It ju we just run with, with life and we forget just to do simple things like praying. So that's why 
I believe God put that word in my heart. You know, we need to seek God in everything we do and allow him to direct our daily lives. I'll say this again. We need to seek God in everything we do and allow him to direct our daily lives. You know, God wants to take us through stages in our walk with him. But for us to do that, we need to spend, or for God to do that, we need to spend time with God. And, you know, this prophecy, where is it? Come out here. Come out here and show your face. So this prophecy, I've read it. And when I said God wants to take us through stages in our walk with him, I've highlighted something. He wants to restore us. He wants to refresh us. And he wants to renew us. And in here it says a time of restoration, a time of refreshing, and a time for the new. It's in here. It's in here. For us to be restored, God wants to take us from the past to the present and into the future. In the past, we have all, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God, but God, he's called us to him. And we have repented and accepted Christ and believed in the gospel. Yep. At present, we are experiencing fellowship and the ongoing work of God amongst us. Yes, we are, we are seeing that. I mean, even if we can't see it, he is working. God is up to something. Yep. In the future, my favorite bit. In the future, the day of Christ, when all of God's purposes will come to completion and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. How amazing is that? Yeah. That that's our future to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. There's that song, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's just something about that name Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yep. You know, as Christians, we need to have a spirit of refreshing. Our refreshment is to go and bless others. That's what we should be doing as Christians. Don't want to put anyone on the spot, but Sarah and Catherine. I remember coming to church a Sunday, and I know everyone. Everyone's got their own difficulties. Everyone's got their own struggles that they're going through. But um, I was just like, you know, drawn by you two. I think you were just going through your own little struggle. And Sarah forgot in that moment, she forgot about what she was going through. And she went over to you and she started praying with you and then you guys start worshiping together. And for me, that resonated with me. Hence the reason I love coming to this church because I know there's people there for me. You are for me, you're not against me. And hence the reason why I love coming to this church. So, you know, just keep being a blessing to each other, not just us, but go out there and bless 
people who are not saved as well. Yeah, so just want to say thank you and just, you know, keep doing what we're doing as a church. Um, in Isaiah 43, 13, it says, when our souls are refreshed, it's like water being poured onto a thirsty land. And that, like, you know, stuck out with me. It's like, have you ever been thirsty? Like, really thirsty. And, you know, like, when you drink that first gulp of water, as we say, you're like, oh, my God, this is so nice, and you just finish the whole glass or the whole bottle. <laughs> so that really stand out to me. When our souls are refreshed, it's like water being poured onto a thirsty land. Yeah? And then the renewing, the renewing, as I said. The Holy Spirit can renew us and empower us, but we just need to let go and let God. Yeah, we just need to let go and let God. Psalms 51 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. To be honest, I don't know about you, but when I feel weak, or not, not physically, maybe spiritually weak, or just depressed, as you said this morning, I'm not in a good place, I don't know about you, but I need that Holy Ghost fire in me to strengthen me and just give me peace. I know it's, if you haven't experienced it, you're missing out if you haven't experienced it. But it's, and it's like an indescribable feeling. It, it just brings you great peace and it just brings you great empowerment. And, you know, for me, when I'm feeling weak spiritually, I, I just ask for God's presence to come near me. So, do you know time is a gift from God? Yeah. Time is a gift from God, which we should use wisely and keep it holy. There are so many like Bible verses and phrases about time that shows just how important it is. And that's why we need to make the best use of our time and make sure it's used wisely. So I've got a few of my favorites to share with you. <laughs> So my first one is in the nick of time. So as I told you earlier, I have, to get, I have to get the ferry every day to get to work. So I need to leave home at a specific time every morning. And sometimes I leave like, if I leave a little bit later, or even I leave a minute later, that determines if I'm gonna get the ferry or not. So hence the reason why. When I just get the ferry, I was like, yeah, in the nick of time. So that's one of my favorites. And then another one is time will tell. To be honest, I, I actually relate that to having faith, really. Because um, time will tell, that's in the future. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you're trusting and believing that time or whatever you've prayed for is going to happen. And it, it reminds me of um, a verse in one of my, well, not one, my national anthem back in St. Vincent. It says, whatever the future brings, our faith will see us through. May peace reign from shore to shore, and God bless and keep us through. So, yeah, so that reminds me, it just took me back straight away. Oh, yeah, that's one of the a verse in my um, national anthem back home, and I just said, yeah, I'll just share it with you 
because that, that is quite powerful, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one, anytime today. Tell Nima that a lot. Like, anytime I send her for something. Sometimes I tell George as well, but not as much as Nima. I'll send her for something, and if she's taking too long in my view, I'll be like, anytime today, Nima? And she's like, yeah, okay, I'm coming, Mom, I'm coming. And then another one is time is a healer. I can relate. And I sure bet there's a few in the room who can relate that time is a healer. We've all been through difficulties. And you think like, oh my God, I don't think I can make it. But time is a definite healer. And I've proved it over and over again. And then my final one, and I think it's my favorite one. It's tough times don't last, but tough people do. Yeah? Tough times don't laugh, last, but tough people do. I have seen God remove me from tough situations, or even if he's left me in that situation, he's given me the strength to persevere and come out victorious in that situation. So I think that's why I say that is my favorite. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. In Ephesians 5, 16 to 17, it says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the best use of time, because the days are evil. And you know what? If we look at what's happening in the world today, you can see, yeah, that's spot on. That verse is spot on. Um, and it takes me back to that phrase, signs of the times, yeah? As Dan said, yeah, there's a coming. God is coming. God is coming. Because all these things that are happening, like wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine, murders, strikes, times are tough as in like bills, like even now you can see it. Now that winter's setting in. And you know, it can put that fear in some of us, fear, anxiety, worry, you know? But as we say, God has not given us a spirit of fear, Amen. but of sound mind. Yeah. yeah? Amen. That's it. And I believe God are using these signs to bring us back to Him. Yeah? yeah? He is. But some people are, are still hardening their hearts. Some people are, believe it or not. Some people are. And it's quite worrying. It's quite sad, really, that people are still hardening their hearts, not believing. And. You see, even if the days are evil, time can be fulfilled and redeemed by repentance and believing in the gospel of Christ. That's all. That's all you need to do, repent and believe. That's all it takes, repenting and believing. I was looking at the news, to be honest, like, the news for me is a hit and miss. Sometimes I look at it and sometimes it's just background noise. But Thursday, something stood out to me. I think, I think it was on Channel 5, like Channel 5 News I was watching. It was the strikes with the nurses, the trains, and stuff like that. And <laughs> there was this gentleman, I think it was, yeah, it was a man, and he had two placards, yeah? Oh, Amidst the strike, two placards. And I wrote, I wrote it down, because I was like, I need to share this. Yeah. And one of the placards said, Jesus saves, follow him. And the second one says, follow Jesus, don't go to hell. 
And I was like, you know, in the midst of the striking and stuff, one person stood out to glorify God by saying, don't strike, follow Jesus. Don't strike, follow Jesus, don't go to hell. That's how I've read it. Because I was like, in the midst of that chaos, that striking, someone stood up for Jesus. Yeah? So there we go. In the midst of chaos, there is peace. So, you know, as Christians, we must use the time God has entrusted with us to bring people to Christ. And I will speak a bit about that. Um, we don't need to know all the answers to share Christ's words with others. Yeah, if you're thinking, yeah, I need to know everything. Yep. I thought I needed to know everything as well. So when I seen, I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice to know. You don't need to know everything. But it needs to come from a place of honesty and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So even if you don't know everything, once it's coming from an honest place and a place of authenticity, you've got people behind you. Yeah. And then again, this is another one that stood out to me, why we should use our time wisely. God makes it clear in the Bible that how we spend our time in this life has an impact on our eternity. Yeah? So even if it's just to bless someone with a hug, a smile, just whatever you can do, you know, make use of that time that God has given to us. Don't let the chaos and busyness of this life pre prevent us from, you know, drawing closer to God and spending time with him. Like, I think in times like these, like, we need God's presence. In times like these, we need his presence around us. Because, like, it's just, yeah. Like, you step out of these doors, we're safe in here, but you step out of these doors... You don't know what's going to happen, yeah? And uh, I remember Lee saying a few weeks ago in his sermon, we need to have a zeal. If Lee, you're watching, stole a bit of what you said. Yeah, we need to have a, a zeal and excitement for God, not being afraid to say who we are in Christ. Yeah. And by doing so, we'll be prepared to stand for truth in all circumstances. And then I'll go back to what I was saying as Christians, we must use the time God has entrusted with us to bring people to Christ. So um, most of the things I'm gonna talk about, like refer to as Navy, because I've been there for 16 years and seen a lot of stuff happen. So yeah, so the 18th of November was a big day for me. I passed out my first set of recruits. So yeah, that was, I passed out 21. Yeah, so that was a big day for me and a big day for the recruits as well. And like, it's the first time they're gonna see their families after 10 weeks. And I can tell you, like even me looking at them from day one to week 10, the transformation that has taken place with them physically, not sure about inside, but physically, they have transformed. And um, we normally do like a, a ceremonial display for the families, and I do it as well with the recruits. So in the morning before everything kicked off, the chief in my division, he's like, are you nervous, Mo? I was like, yeah, a little bit. 
but I prayed. And he's like, oh, yeah, you prayed. I was like, yeah, I did. So everything's going to be fine. And then I was like, guess what, chief? I prayed for you as well. And he just went quiet. So the reason why I say that, like, I've been chipping away at him, because the thing is, he is, he says he believes there's a higher power, but he's been through a lot over the last uh, three years, I think, like, a lot of his family has died, suicide and stuff like that, so it's a bit messy. And he said he believed there's a higher power, but if there's a God, why is there, why did he take his family so quickly, one after the other? And I was like, you know what, that's something you'll never know, and I actually prayed for him, and, like, the, the guys in my work know I'm a Christian anyway, so... They're like, what, what, what have you prayed for today, Mo? And I'm just honest with them. And it's nice. That's what I said earlier. Don't be afraid to say who you are in Christ. Yeah. So they know I'm a Christian. So straight away, you know, they're like, yeah, you're nervous today, Mo. I was like, yeah, but I prayed. So everything's going to be fine. And, you know, I'm going to try and chip away at him again because I think, like, he wants to believe, but he doesn't know where to turn to. And I've got 18 months left in that draft, so I'm going to chip away at him slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few months ago, while I was looking for this book on Amazon, or, yeah, just, just a random book, just something to read, because I do have moments where I like to read and other times I'm a bit lazy, and I think Nima is a bit like that as well. Right now she's in her lazy phase. She's not reading as much as she used to, but... <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I came across, um, like, this gentleman while looking for this book. Maybe a few of you might know him, actually. But he was way before my time. But, like, I think he's left, like, powerful, like, um, thoughts and thought-provoking words. And his name is Charles Spurgeon. Rings a bell? Yeah, Charles. Good old Charles. So, yeah, he was a preacher in the 1800s. And, like, you know what? I, he's, he's been dubbed the Prince of Preachers. So I went and Googled him to find out why. So I've just written down a little bit here. So basically, he became a Christian at 15. And straight after, he started preaching. So... Maybe he became a Christian like nine months before and then he started preaching, which was really good for 15. And in the 1800s as well. So basically, he has um, preached over 3,000 sermons and he's reached 10 million people. That is really like fascinating in the 1800s, isn't it? So, yeah. So I was quite fascinated by why he was called Prince of Preachers. So I, I went and Googled it. But there's a quote from him that I actually love, and I'm going to just read it out. So it says, um, serve God doing common actions in a heavenly spirit. And then if your daily calling only leaves you with cracks and crevices of time, fill them up with holy service. That is a, that is a mouthful. It is. But... It's basically saying everything you do, do it unto the glory of God. That mouthful just said it. 
everything you do, do it unto the glory of God. Even if you think it's something insignificant or like, you, like your workplace is not like where you want to be, you go in there and you make a difference. You do it unto the glory of God. And I, talking about the Navy again, so, so um, as an instructor, I normally do like mess deck rounds, like, because obviously the, the guys and girls that live in a mess deck with maybe 20 other people and stuff like that. And there's a specific way that it needs to be laid out for rungs. And sometimes I go up there and it's not how it should be. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be the instructor anymore. <laughs> but, but then at the end of the day, they're, they're humans. No one's perfect. And they're in a learning phase. And I'm slowly learning that as well. And I just think, you know what? I'm here. I'm here for a purpose. And I'm doing this unto your glory. Because I know at the end of 10 weeks, they'll be thanking me for what I've done for them, which they did when I passed them out. So yeah, so that was a really lovely quote from Charles, good old Charles. <laughs> um, so for me to be, uh, become a well-rounded sailor, um, there are six naval core values that I have to live by. And we use the acronym CC Drill. Yeah, so we use the acronym CC Drill. And it stands for courage, well, you said commitment, commitment, discipline, respect, integrity, and loyalty. And they're, they're big hitters for me. They're actually big hitters, because I, for the, for the past 16 years, I've been living by those six core values. And every single one has a specific meaning, but I'm going to relate it into the Christian way of life. So even persons who have left the military, they carry these core values with them into their civilian world. Yeah? So those are like really big hitters for me. And I think, as Christians, this is how we should live, being committed, courageous, disciplined, respectful, have integrity and being loyal. So for me, spending time with God builds our courage and commitment to know God will give us the strength we need to persevere even in times of hardship. Spending time with God builds our discipline and respect to feed on God's word and know that he is holy. And spending time with God builds our integrity and loyalty to follow and serve God, no matter the cost, no matter what the world thinks. Amen. Yeah? Amen. So hence the reason why I said those are big hitters for me, and hence the reason why I follow those core values throughout my military life, because they do work, and I can relate it to the Christian way of life as well. And as I said earlier, um, we need not to be afraid to say who we are in Christ yeah. and use the time God has given us to do his work. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And I, I would say this again, God's word doesn't return void. See, I was being disobedient, but God brought me to obedience. He's like, you will be delivering that word. Yeah? You've got time, Mo. You've got time. <laughs> you know, and I'm so thankful 
for the seed that was planted in me since I was a child. Because to be honest, I've grown up in a Christian household, but there me, being disobedient again, wanting to have my own way, you know, drifted away. But even if I drifted away, God's words has always been a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my past. Um, And as I said, or promise, I don't know if I said it earlier, that I'm going to share the verse of the uh, song that was the inspiration for me writing this sermon. And it's from a country singer, actually. So I listened country music when I was a kid. Yeah, it's from country singer called Charlie Pride. Anyone know Charlie Pride? Charlie Pride. Do you know Charlie Pride? Yeah, it's called Time Out for Jesus. So it goes like this. I'm not going to sing it because I'm crap at singing. (laughs) No, I'm rubbish at singing. Take a little time in the morning. It's quite catchy, actually. I would say go and Google it or Spotify it when you go. It's quite catchy. Yeah, so it says take a little time in the morning and you'll feel better all day. Take a little time for Jesus to get down on your knees and pray. He took the time to die on the cross so all the souls couldn't be lost. If you find yourself slipping and the pain to do, take time out for Jesus. He took time for you. Sometimes you may be in a hurry, busy life, yay. You have so many things to do. So don't forget about Jesus. Remember, he didn't forget about you. He took the time to die on the cross so all the souls couldn't be lost. If you find yourself slipping and the pain to do, take time out for Jesus. He took time for you. And this culminates my message for today. Amen and be blessed. Thank you.